This episode of This Black Girl Podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is a super easy app that allows you to create, record, and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer, distribute it so it can be heard across multiple listening platforms, allows you to make money with no minimum listenership, and have everything you need all in one place. Plus, it is absolutely free. So to get started today, just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm wonderful. Well, we'll just jump into it. Welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. I am your host, Lola. And I am also your host, Miss Hildiva. And we're so glad that you guys have all joined us. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome. Join the family. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, all the socials. Yes. And if you're a regular, welcome back. We missed you. (laughs) And uh, we can jump right into it. Okay. Well... My question to you today is, how do you feel about marriage and getting married? You're going to get married? You're going to walk down that aisle? Go talk <laughs> to the how do you Very feel? good. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Yeah, so marriage, um, to be honest, I'm undecided about marriage. Yeah. Um, not to say... Yeah, not to say that I don't want to get married. I've just, I haven't been married um, in my life yet. Uh, When I was younger, I did imagine, you know, the cliche, or not necessarily cliche, but the um, conventional, you know, you marry in your, I don't know, mid to late 20s, and then, you know, have the kids and, you know, live happily ever after. So I did definitely envision that when I was younger and just assumed that everything just would fall into place and that things would just be perfect and you live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Just like the all the fables you hear. Um, but after growing up and actually having kids, um, I didn't want to get married. Especially after I had my first son, I yeah. just realized that like this having a child within itself um, is such a feat to really get a handle of that I didn't want to be married on top of that I wanted to tackle you know just having a child you know with um, my partner at the time and um, yeah so we didn't plan to get married right away we just wanted to raise our family and do what we had to do and then um, we ended up having two more kids and um, which would be with my other two boys and yeah so we we had a great time raising them it was a lot of work a lot of fun Um, but yeah I didn't get married I didn't want to it wasn't really something that I felt I had to had to do I know that um, a lot of religious people in my position would have like rushed to get married or felt like you know it's an obligation but um, I'm so happy that 
yeah, for me, I, I'm so happy that I didn't because I did have the foresight um, to, to just choose for myself and say that, you know, I'm not ready for this right now. And because um, I, I would have had a divorce under my belt for sure. I probably would have. Um, but um, yeah, so that that's one thing that I haven't done yet. Um, but but for the future, you know, I'm not against it. I'm definitely not against it. Um, mm-hmm. If in the future I meet someone that I feel so connected to and I want to get married and I feel like, you know, it's the right step for me, why not? Um, it's just not something that I see right now, you know, just definitely not um, a priority for me right now. And that's fair. That's totally fair. Like, um, I personally, I've been married. Um, I kind of felt the same way growing up that like, you know, once you got to a certain point in life, once you got to a certain age, especially when, you know, children are starting to be involved, that, you know, the next step or the right step should be, you know, getting married to your partner. And I definitely felt the pressures from that in terms of like familial and societal expectations. Um, Do I regret being or getting married? Um, I want to say no, just because like, I don't know. I feel like, and, and maybe, maybe just because like I didn't, I didn't take it in as deeply as maybe you did because you had kids earlier than I did. So you kind of got an earlier peek behind the drapes, so to say. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how how important it was, like how important your partner was and how important it is for like a person that you're not only cohabitating with, but like you're sharing legal responsibilities with you're sharing children with like how important it is to like have like a really good partner that has I want to say at least like similar or matching values just because like just because like a person is a certain way or not a certain way like when you marry them it's like they're not going to change you know and a lot of think that like once you get married you kind of grow up you you know assume certain responsibilities and you make certain changes and that's somewhat true but like the core values they don't change and I kind of had to learn that um I guess the harder way like I was married for about five oh, I don't even want to say five <laughs> I ended I was with my ex-husband for five years but we were married for about I want to say like maybe four four and change just under four maybe four mm-hmm. so and I'm going to be going through the fabulous process of divorce just now <laughs> <laughs> um, right now we're just we're legally separated and to be honest we get along way better legally separated now in the past like year or so um, that it's been going on than we have in the past like probably two and a half years, to be very honest. It's so funny how that works too, because I find that it's the same thing for me, like with my ex. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's some sometimes with people like just not 
breaking up sometimes is the best thing that can happen to you with someone, you know? Absolutely. I feel like, yeah. I feel like it takes off a, a whole air of pressure, you know? Like, you have this pressure to, like, hold this family together and manage certain things and deal with responsibilities and have this person's back and kind of being able to step away from it all and just be like, you're your own person, I'm my own person. Oh, it's so nice. It is, it is. And it it definitely, like it allows you just not to be so stifled, you know? I feel like sometimes the relationship and um, in motherhood, like you lose yourself, especially us women, like we're the sacrificial lambs in relationships and we're the ones that everyone looks to, to, to you know, keep the family unit together, keep the household together, hold everything, yeah. everyone emotionally up, you know? So it's nice sometimes to just not have all that responsibility and to be able to worry about just yourself or yourself and your kids and, and not have a whole other human being um, to yeah. kind of mother, right? And it, I feel like it also goes to um, the roles, like women's roles, men's roles in the home, in society. Mm-hmm. It all kind of goes hand in hand um, because I think some men, when they get in relationships, they like I believe that there are men walking around right now that believe that if they have a woman she's cooking for them you know she's right she's taking care of home right or not even home but them you know what I mean like some men believe that the purpose of a woman is to do the traditional roles and and I feel like some guys are kind of stuck in that mentality don't realize that like no if a woman cooks you dinner it doesn't matter if she's your wife your girlfriend, your friend, your neighbor, if a woman cooks you dinner, you say thank you because she doesn't have to. It doesn't matter what she is. You know what I mean? Even your mom. Agreed. Start there. Agreed. But And it's funny because so, this is where I feel like a little old school, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because of like how I was raised, but like, you know, my mom's always taught me like, you know, to always be hospitable. Like if you come over to our house, you're being fed. If you know, if you're going somewhere, you go with something in in hand, you don't show up empty handed, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. And so I've kind of grown up with that expectation of myself as a woman. And I've always kind of had the notion in my head that like, if I'm with a partner, especially if we're sharing a home, that like, I'm going to do my best to take care of, you know, the home. However, mm-hmm. if that means I'm taking on more duties and responsibilities within the house, I expect you to take more duties and responsibilities outside of this house. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, you can't expect me to clean, take care of kids or kid. <laughs> take care of the kid, clean, cook, um, you know, throw down in the bedroom, work, and like do all, all, like you know, all of that, everything, all in one, and then you're, you're just doing what, like just showing up, eating, right, and then go to working, like no, like that doesn't work. If like you need to take something off of my plate if you want me to take on all of those additional roles, or you find you put Molly Maid on speed dial. You put Uber Eats on speed dial. <laughs> you know right. certain things like you know take to create a balance because 
a lot of men forget, like especially with these kind of household or societal traditions of like women's expectations or places in the home. Like women were seen as homemakers because they weren't doing other things. They weren't going manning a job and all of that stuff. They were taking care of the kids and taking care of the home because that itself is a chore. Right, right. And you know, and the men were going to work and being a breadwinner and things like that. But it's like if if like, you know, obviously there's extenuating circumstances if, for example, you know, being a single mom you're going to have to work because you you have no choice like you know you can't just sit back on welfare and expect life to to kind of advance you because that's not how it works in our country but like you know you have to kind of take on all of those responsibilities but i think it's fair no Mm -hmm. but like i understand that the responsibility that comes as a party of one if you're a party of two though there should be way more quality or one person taking on one major role and the other person taking on the other yeah it's more i feel like when you're in a relationship like for me as a woman i don't mind taking care of my man i like the idea of you know treating my man and and uh, you know i like to cook i like to clean and whatever cooking more than for sure but <laughs> at the end of the day it's more like I I would like men to have more appreciation and I feel like the ones that expect women to do that and just assume that that's a woman's role or maybe you know in the household they in they didn't have many expectations put on them so they just assume okay they'll find a woman to do that that's where I have a problem because they just That's need fair. To appreciation to their woman you know what I mean like if you have a woman doing all this for you don't expect appreciate you know just appreciate that you have that if you have a woman cooking and cleaning thank the lord because the day she's gone you're gonna wonder who the heck is doing that and, you, and then you'll look in the mirror and realize wait <laughs> you know but wait the only person that lives <laughs> here is me you know so that's that my thing true. like I'm not even saying you know everything has to be done by the woman or has to be you know men have to do half of the work or whatever no 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 it's just whoever's yeah. doing what the other person should be appreciative it's just more recognizing you know that yes A you should be helping out but um, you know in different households different schedules different you know arrangements so it makes yeah, sense yeah. just that appreciation well okay I have mixed feelings because I agree, but I I agree. Okay. I agree with stipulations mm-hmm. because my whole vibe is like, yeah, okay. Let's say both people are, are, are working. Um, maybe one person's working a few more hours than the other. So the other person's picking up the slack at home. Like, I want you then to pick up the slack that's in my pockets. Like, like I, like I understand being appreciative like thanks babe for doing this thanks babe for doing that like that's fine but thanks babe doesn't pay the rent like I'm sorry oh, of course. maybe of I'm course. just so like I'm practical but like you can only thanks babe me so much well you know I'm assuming if, you, if your partners there better be some pocket sharing because then that's not partners that's roommates if, if there's no pocket sharing going on like <laughs> that's you know that's a given you know if you're in a relationship yeah like I feel like that should be given but that also kind of goes to spoken about previously in the podcast of like 
what financial expectations do you have for a partner? Like, not necessarily on a date, yeah. but in this situation, in a relationship, you know? That is true. That is true. I mean, they, well, I, I feel like, I feel like what life has taught me is like, aside from, people always say communication mm-hmm. is key, but like, communication is re- like really really important Mm -hmm. and like not even not even what you do choose to share but also what you don't share with your partner should also fall as a red flag like if you notice that like your partner isn't really interested in talking to you about budgeting or saving money Mm -hmm. like that should be a red flag to you about like okay well how are you going to manage future savings especially if you have certain goals to like own a house buy a car and do certain things you know exactly I was just gonna say the same thing I was just gonna say that and I will definitely say like in my younger years um you know that was not a huge um you know stepping stone on the radar for me which was where I was young which was I was green behind the ears starting out in relationships yeah like not asking those tough questions to anyone that that was insane you know do you have a savings plan do you have a retirement plan where do you see yourself in five years what's the look of your future do you save money regularly do you you know what are your finances like and it's and it's such a game changer now like in my 30s I'm like no 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 like do you have a job do you save you know it's funny because (laughs) I recently was talking to a guy about that which was really funny like one of our first meetings meetups and talking and it's like yeah um what's your resume look like what's on it where where do you work now do you have this do you have your RSP do you have a TFSA okay do you have you know xyz yeah because it's and like a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of I find that a lot of men tend to um kind of dismiss women who who kind of look at that kind of stuff as like being too cutthroat or being a gold digger or something like that like oh you're concerned about what a man has and it's like they don't realize yeah I'm concerned about what a man has because I have my own dreams and ambitions and they need to correlate and it's not even that it's like I'm concerned about what you don't have bruh because yeah. you ain't coming to me with that with no don't haves okay <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> what you have if you have stuff good for you you're good to go but it's a, the people yeah. that don't have that's where I'm like, that's a red flag. I got to go, you know, because at the end of the day, if I come to you with mm-hmm. nothing, you have control over me, you know. But if, if I come with something, then I have control over my life. I want a man who has control over his life, who is not coming to me with nothing. With Come on, you know. I feel like I've said this before, um, but my biggest revelation uh, about relationships and getting ahead and actually having a relationship that would last is that relationship should not be 50-50. It should not be me bringing 50, you bring 50. I believe a relationship should be 200%. I bring myself 100%, you know, emotionally, physically, mentally, financially stable. And you bring yourself 100% emotionally, financially, you know, physically, everything stable, everything you know, obviously within reason. If you're if you're someone who's injured could obviously date, but you know what I mean? Like 
right or else in your life like you're not you're not coming with loads of you know uncontrollable debt that you just you know whatever like try and fix yourself up before you find a partner so that when you guys do come together you're a force to be reckoned with not 50 50 and then you know we're both going 50 50 on a house i want to be able to buy, get my own house and you secure your own house so when we get together we just need to decide which one we're going to live in and which one we're going to use as an investment property and we're good to go we're already building wealth we're already starting our story with a leg up you know but but and that's fair but i feel like that also falls under the category of communication is key because like if mm-hmm. that person doesn't share your core values like like then how do you expect to have those types of types of ambition like you know like what if you meet a guy who has like you know no no particular debt he's okay he's comfortable you know he has his job makes decent money has a savings all of that stuff and when you're like okay so let's let's start an investment property and and he's like no like what if he's he's like adamantly like no I have no interest in doing that. I have no interest in building wealth in this capacity. This is not something I want to do. If you sell your house, that's on you. And you want to move in here, it's cool. But like, I want no involvement in that. Oh, then that's a next. That's why I have my own house. Like next, you know, (laughs) that's an easy, that's an easy peasy. You know, I have my own home. I'm good. Mortgage is paid or getting paid at least but you know that would be an easy next like that's the power of having your independence people can tell you no and you can say next okay perfect no for you next that's why it's so important for us women to just get ourselves on our own two feet get stable get financially stable and set for our future so that you know gone are the days thank thankfully where we're just at home waiting on a man you know you know, I would love that. Right. It's not it's not a bad thing to be at home waiting on a man. You know, there's plenty of stay-at-home moms, you know, doing respectable work and, you know, doing their own thing, taking care of their family. But it's not an obligation anymore. You know, it's not an expectation anymore. So thankfully, you know, we, we've got choices and we, we're part of the, the narrative now. We're not just victims of some man's story, right? As of before. So... That's why it's just so important, I feel like, for it to be 200%. Everyone bringing something so that no one, you know, if anyone doesn't like something that goes on, no one's kind of left behind to suffer. It's both people that can decide. Two healthy people can decide, okay, well, this is not working for me. Okay, not working for you. Next. Like, I still, we both are both leaving with something, you know, instead of a broken home, leaving with half a house that we have to sell or something, you know? Fair enough. Okay, well, I'm going to put you in a scenario, okay? Um, let's say you met the love of your life, okay? You're, you're, you're LOL, the love of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he puts a fat, he puts like a fat rock, a fat rock on your finger, on your finger, okay? Your perfect, I don't know, perfect conflict-free gemstone. I'm not going to say diamond because, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, you're, the perfect engagement ring. Let's put it that way, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the perfect engagement ring. A, if the money was available to you, what would you set a budget as? And how would you feel if instead of uh, having to deal with a groomzilla, like a man who wants his wedding to you done a particular way? Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. So you're saying... If he is a groomzilla, what would I do? Yeah. Oh, and and if you had, if you could have like a, uh, I guess a quote unquote dream wedding, 
like what would that budget be oh okay okay so very interesting um to be honest i'm not i'm not so girly like that to to even have i have no plans my only plan to be honest the only thoughts i've given to planning a wedding is that i i just don't want a white wedding and when i say that i mean i don't want the cliche you know in a hall with everyone you know i'm wearing a white dress and everyone's in their suits and ties um recently one of my family members had had a wedding and um, she had it back in st lucia Uh-huh. It's so beautiful because I always wanted a wedding that was in some way, you know, resemblant, reminiscent of my African roots or my Caribbean mm-hmm. roots. And this particular family member um had beautiful she had a white dress herself, but her bridesmaid were all dressed in traditional St. Lucian clothing. So beautiful. It was so absolutely beautiful. First time I saw wedding photos that I was just blown away. Um, and like the even the hair of the women were like beautiful some of them had natural hair like in buns i think and some had like single braids and it was just so culturally relevant and beautiful and i said i am going to bite her wedding so hard when i get married <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's what i would do it would be like beautiful i can't even describe it because the st lucian like traditional garments are they're, they're really nice like oh they're just beautiful like almost i don't know somewhat checkered not i hate saying checkered it sounds so that sounds terrible but it's not but it's got like this beautiful pattern on it and it's like uh, like tufted dresses like they're cute but anyway i would do that the budget to be honest not a big deal i would not have a crazy big wedding i'd probably have maybe like 20 guests i don't know just my sister really my yeah am i on this list you got a big family do i make the list okay you know, my whole family ain't even on the list so don't worry <laughs> literally honestly me all me and all my sisters all had a pact somewhere they all said that we're all having each other as bridesmaids so that's the only good thing about having a big family cuz i have three sisters boom three bridesmaids instant you know you and then uh, <laughs> okay you know you're going to be all up in there maid of honor <laughs> and um yeah so i'm going to have and then like just like 20 guests you know i'm not going to have a huge it's not going to be no huge big hullabaloo depending on who the man is i mean if he has a big family and he wants it to be a big hullabaloo he can have that i'm i'm honestly it's funny because when you first mentioned groomzilla too i'm thinking what the hell groomzilla what is this but to be honest i would let my man shine at our wedding just as long as i get to have my traditional st lucian bridesmaids looking beautiful yeah. and um he can groomzilla out all he wants but he might So not. that's your compromise as long as you get your little bits he can run the show. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I really I'm so like I I don't really yeah, I'm chill about that to be honest. It would be fine just as long as, you know, it's not too crazy. I wouldn't want it to be too big of a wedding, but I'd be fine. I'd be I'd be fine with it just being low key and um yeah. you know some good people, good food. That's the only thing I can't compromise on. The, the food has to be good and the drinks, the bars, open bars got to be nice. So. Yes, girl. Okay. If we're, nice if we're going to get into it, 
it's funny because like I'm definitely more of the girly girl okay mm-hmm. and as you know like I've already been married before but like girl if I could do that shit over mm-hmm. and you know have a second have a second marriage or whatever like I wouldn't have a lot of people my mom would definitely not be in charge of the invite list because the first time around I didn't care so she invited like a whole heap of people okay (laughs) um so I would definitely take reins on the invite list cut that shit small probably don't go over like 60 people max including Mm -hmm. like bridesmaids and all of that shit um I'd probably want to do something kind of like out, outdoorsy like you won't find my ass in a church mm-hmm. I don't necessarily even want to be in no banquet hall unless like has to be weather permitted but like I'd rather this whole shit be outside bougie as fuck like good 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 food mm-hmm. um and definitely have like a nice bar and like I'd have open I I want to say I'd probably have open bar but like I what I actually want girl like I want like spliffs at my at my wedding like I want like a bud tender <laughs> so where there's like open bar there's like open bud as well not yeah. too much for people to get like high out of their face but like you know there's like a special code you give to you give to the bartender and they just girl. slide you a little spliff you know and just <laughs> Girl, I'm going to be ripped at that wedding, girl. <laughs> well, I want I people to have a good time. Some, pe- I, some people don't drink. Like, even myself, like, I don't drink a lot, you know? So, I want people to have a good time. But then I also don't want people to be judged by, like, boomers and, like, old judgy folk, church church folks. So, it's like, <laughs> you slip the bartender a secret code, he slips you something back, and you handle your business. A gummy bar, gummy bar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Either edibles or or, or yeah. something, you know. Girl, I will not stop laughing. I, I won't be able to do my speech. <laughs> oh my god! I'll, I'll, I'll release. I'll release it after the speeches, baby. <laughs> Put me on the do not serve list, please. Of the of the bud bar. <laughs> that would be oh, fun. Mercy. But yeah, I would want to do something bougie. I'd want to do something fun. In terms of like a budget, I don't know. I couldn't imagine spending whole heaps of money. Um, I can't speak for for the groom, but um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I I could put a price right now, but. I would definitely, definitely want to, I'm willing to invest for a good time. Put it that way. (laughs) Mm. And your ring. Oh, my ring, girl. I don't know. I'm not fussy about the ring, eh? As long as it sparkles, it doesn't even have to be diamonds. It can be fucking those lab-grown diamonds. It could be like emerald, sapphire. Like there's other beautiful stones that aren't, you know, necessarily diamonds. So I'm not fussy about that at all. I agree with that. It's funny because I saw Mariah Carey's ring. Remember her ten million dollar, whatever yeah. and hers was emerald cut, and I thought it was gorgeous. I, I I'm very basic in the sense I like as long as it's a round stone. Like I like a cute little princess cut, like a round little cushion with the little like halo of diamonds around it. Like 
the stone in the middle can be whatever you the, the fuck you want as long as it's that cute little halo <laughs> cut you good I do love princess cut that's like a it's a square mm. gorgeous gorgeous I did do some ring shopping in my life <laughs> <laughs> and um I love princess cut I absolutely love it I literally already have a ring picked out like I just need a man <laughs> <laughs> honestly well, like, I did Tiffany's sitting waiting for me right now you're so oh. funny I like a cute princess cut but I also like I love a round cut just because of like that halo trim I love having like the one stone and then like the whole bunch of little stones around it. So cute. So, so cute. I'm going to buy myself that engagement ring. Why not? I'm doing it. I'm buying it for my damn self. I'm married. Like who are you married to? My, me, baby. My motherfucking self. Don't forget it. Myself. Me, myself, and I. Okay? I love mm. it. I love it. Because I am. And I can't finish that because we don't have the copyright. <laughs> oh my gosh well anyway. with with that said we're going to wrap up today's episode and let's leave you with a question though mm-hmm. um if if you're get if you choose to get married how many um bridesmaids would you want in your bridal party something simple yeah yeah so let's let's get let's make it a, a couple part question like i okay. want to know location uh-huh amount of people uh-huh and is it open bar or what like what i want to know because i want to all right know, like, there you go so, so so it's a four-parter it's a four-parter yeah um how many people is it open bar how many bridesmaids and what was and the last location. one <laughs> location and location because we are wedding crashing if, if you hadn't known this is exactly know. we're gonna take notes <laughs> and we'll show up exactly we're gonna bring the blood bar <laughs> <laughs> all right well so always that's nice. as always have a good night mm-hmm. of course you too all right bye bye <laughs> <laughs>